1: And a good Saturday morning to you, seven minutes after the hour here on News 955 and AM 750 WSB. You recognize my voice, although I do not sound anything like Walter Reeves. This is Ashley Frasca from Triple Team Traffic and Walter's producer on Saturday mornings. He is out. I am in. I am fortunate enough to have guest hosts as well. I could not do the show when we fill in for Walter's big shoes to fill. Couldn't do it alone. So Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery is sitting radio left. Good morning. Good
2: morning. And You
1: very good, so good to have you here. (laughs) And Joe Lample, also known of the Joe Gardner franchise and Growing a Greener World, (laughs) host on public television. Good morning, good morning, so good to see you both. So, you made the early trek. Down to Midtown Atlanta yes. this morning. Yeah. Do you no problems. All, good. Do you avoided all the road construction? <laughs> any little hazards?
3: No, but I, having done this a lot lately, uh, early morning. This is the time where the the road crews are hard at work, yeah, right? It's so busy so out there. It's amazing. In, until you get to that bottleneck or that funnel, you think you're the only car on the road, wow. and then you know a couple miles closer in, it's like. Nobody's moving because there's a gazillion cars. Isn't
1: that something? That's, yeah. That's Atlanta traffic. It's true. So there are people out and about this early on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yes, that's Saturday. how you
3: That's how you find out.
1: Yep. And thank you for having us along for the ride, what, wherever your weekend plans are going to take you today. WSB is with you all weekend long with news, weather, and traffic, and good programming this weekend. So we're going to start off by talking about, and I just had a chance to, to tell you guys very quickly before we went on the air i have had the most miserable time with poison ivy for a month now it has been awful so all right getting the house ready herman kane came over to the frasca's house (laughs) which was so cool so i'm like oh my gosh i gotta get the house ready (laughs) so i'm knee deep in crawling juniper in the front yard and i saw the poison ivy i knew i mean i knew i came Mm -hmm. in contact with it but it never bothered me before in seven years eight years So didn't shower immediately. That was that was my first mistake. I mean, I stayed out there until I got the job done. So I shower two hours later. So I'm pulling it, pulling it, putting it in the lawn bag. And it didn't show up for six days. I I thought I was just in the free and clear. That was a Tuesday. It came up the following Wednesday when I was just hmm, starting to get these red bumps on my arm. Hmm, What's going on? So that was honest to God, like four weeks ago. It's been awful. So any of you that have ever had poison ivy, wow, I'm so sorry. You wouldn't w- wish it on your worst enemy. No, you really no. would not So, but like Mickey and I, we were just said you you could go years right. not being bothered by it, but right. then all of a sudden just develop yeah. a intolerance right. to it.
3: And that's what happened to me. One year I was clearing out a backyard area, and you know all the ivy, and I was scooping it up with, by the armloads all day, and uh, that was on a Saturday. Sunday night. I'm laying in bed, two in the morning, oh, no. crawling out of my skin. I drive myself to Piedmont Hospital. Oh. They said I was the worst case of poison <gasps> ivy they had ever seen that year. But one was- day is first time I. The Hello. Saturday I was pulling it out. Sunday night, two a.m. Wow! I'm oh, in the gracious. emergency room, and that's the first time I'd ever had it. Uh, but but now I can look at it and get it.
1: Um, see, I think once once you mm-hmm. have
2: that hit, then yeah.
3: it's always going right. to affect right. My you. son
2: gets it. He may as well go to the doctor when he yeah. gets it. Well, so what did they do for you the- at Piedmont? They Steroid? gave me the steroids and the and
3: yeah. t- the daily dosage, yeah. as you yep. s- you know. And Frizzone. so so to treat myself, <laughs> I haven't done this, but once in my life, and this was it. Driving back home down Ponce, I passed the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> So, I bought myself a dozen donuts because I was so wired from this event, but I wasn't itching anymore, right? Because I got the. So, I sat up at five in the morning and watched the news and ate (laughs) a.
1: Oh, (laughs) my gosh. (laughs) You deserve that.
3: I did. That's what I told myself.
1: (laughs) You deserve it. So, it's miserable. So, you know, every now and then here during the show today, we will uh, take your poison ivy stories,
2: even your remedies, heck, at this point. I told you, my brother. Made me eat some. She told me if I ate it, I wouldn't get it. Kids, don't try that uh, at home. Don't do that. Don't do that at home. Bad idea. Did Daddy you, nearly
1: killed it. Did you have any effect? No. Oh, mm. well, lucky. No. You were lucky. No, I didn't. I think kids are more resilient. Maybe. They I are. They, well,
3: I understand that uh, in my research, you... you you are exposed to it multiple times in your life, typically, but you don't have an allergic reaction until you've had X That's number true, of exposures. Man- and then, boom, oh. which is, uh, you know, the That's manifestation of my experience was that. Yeah, mm-hmm. No doubt, I've grown up rolling in it, Yeah, mm-hmm. but finally it hit me.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah, well, me too. So I'm I'm no longer free and clear from poison ivy, but <laughs> right. um, yeah, people's remedies, people's stories about it, I <laughs> mean, it's just really been something. But what I have found, too, people still kind of get theirs, poison ivy, poison ivy, poison sumac, poison oak. So here in the South, a lot of people have uh, misconceptions about what each does and what each looks like. So I've actually tweeted out a picture that I put together just for Walter (laughs) Ah. Uh, after my experience here. uh, Follow me on Twitter, at Ashley Frasca WSB. I've got pictures comparing the three. Mm. But poison ivy is most common here. Yeah, Yeah. you're you're not going to see poison poison oak
3: oak because Mm -hmm. it's going to be more in the wetland coastal areas and more on the west coast.
2: And poison sumac, that's a weird-looking one, too. A lot of people think that the staghorn sumac, they get that confused Mm -hmm. with the poison sumac, and it's nothing. And now something that is prevalent in Atlanta as well that you do
1: not need to fear is the Virginia creeper. Five leaves. Five leaves. That's not scary at all.
3: Leaves of
2: five, leave it alive. Right. Uh, (laughs) Leaves of
3: three, three, let
2: it
1: be. I don't know, but well, that doesn't see, make sense.
3: Yeah, you know, no. That's what I let say. it
1: be as, and don't go near it. Yeah, don't go near
3: it. Leaves yeah. of three, you should flee. I don't know. <laughs> yes.
2: Very good. Very uh, yes. good.
3: You I should know, be
1: a poet. We'll that. So, yep. <laughs> so we'll take your calls, we are here all morning until nine a.m. helping you with your lawn and garden questions. Anything you need to know, these two experts will have you covered. The phone number four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. If you're driving around, you you'll get us in Ohio and Massachusetts at these early hours. You can. Call 1-800-WSB-TALK To get through We jump out to the phones And our first call of the morning Staying within tradition Is Nicole down in Griffin Good morning, Nicole Ashley How are you? Fine, fine Great to hear from you as always Thanks for calling Even though Walter's not here He's on vacation? He is on vacation. All right. And yesterday was his birthday. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. 66 years young, I believe.
3: Uh, no way. Yes. I yeah. hope he
1: doesn't get upset with me for saying that. I can never <laughs> keep up with him. I think he's proud of his age. I think hey, he's, looks he looks good it for well. his he does. age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does.
3: We should all be so lucky.
1: <laughs> Nicole, when's your birthday? What month? September. September? Yeah. All right. We won't forget that. We'll remember. Well, what can we do for you this <laughs> I morning? You're just easy to remember mine December seven. oh my gosh yes oh. you're right my <laughs> the way you'll remember is my great aunt wanted my mom to name me pearl because pearl harbor day <laughs> oh how funny oh. so i would have been pearl
4: claire thank uh, goodness that oh didn't my happen gosh. <laughs> oh how funny so okay. yeah you're right nicole that's very good um i'd like to talk about cucumber this morning okay uh,
0: let's say you buy a six pack or nine pack, and there's more than one in each cell. Let's see, there's three of them. Mm-hmm. Do you separate them? Try. If not, do you cut two and just leave one? Are they gonna? If you leave two, are they gonna fight each other? What do you think?
3: I, I, you know what? I go back and forth, and I don't and really care. You know, I put them in. It's if they're two or three at a time. Uh, I typically like to space them out in the coal, one per six inches or whatever it may be, because uh, it's just a little more room for them to spread out underneath the ground. Uh, So, But I don't think it's a material difference.
2: Yeah, I don't try to separate. I don't ever try to separate anything. I just sacrificed part of it, but I do try to keep just one yeah. in a hill. Yeah, and
3: that's what I meant, to cut Cut the yeah. other two above yeah. ground.
2: And I do, like I'll put three seeds in a hill, because I always do my cucumbers and squash from seed, Yeah, and I do three seeds in a hill. To ensure but germination. then I look and see which ones look the best, yes. and the other two go. Yes,
3: oh. because above ground, they really do yeah. need that room to spread out, yeah. and that's where you want to avoid the competition, so... Uh, if you had to go one way or the other routinely, I would probably cut away the competitors.
2: Yeah,
1: all no, right. Have you had success in the past with cucumbers, Nicole?
0: Well, I've been trying here and there, but when it comes to watering, then the water don't come. I said next year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to gardening.
2: Do you have are do you have um, climbing cucumbers or do you have bush cucumbers? A uh, climbing, climbing, yeah, yeah.
3: I've, you know, I just finally regrouped. Hello, cucumbers this year for the first time. I just the the mildew and the leaf diseases that you get on them early in the season. You know, you start to get the the fruit, and then the leaves start looking terrible. And, and I like my garden pretty. What can yeah. I say? Yeah. So <laughs>
0: <That was laughs> yours is picture perfect. Yeah, I is. will
3: say. Oh, so you know.
0: Yeah, we love have uh, something good to look at it, something beautiful
3: to look at it, isn't it? Well, and it is a nice vertical plan in the garden, I have to yes, say. Yes, I like it. Yeah.
0: Oh, well. Well, what else are you getting your hands
1: into other than cucumbers?
0: Well, um, tomato, and uh, there, but I'm not, you know, when it comes time, everybody's got some for sale. But this man called two weeks ago and he said it's tomato. But does he know that the deeper, the better... Because I used to go to an old farm, this man was Mm 90-something, and he put a gallon of water next to the plant inside the ground with oil in it, and he just pour water in the gallon. So because they say that tomato, if it missed one day without water, it changed their old chemistry. Without water? Yeah, without water. Master Gardner, that's what they teach us when we go to take the course.
2: I think if you let it get wet and then dry and then wet and then dry, yeah, it ties up the calcium. And if it ties up the calcium, then it won't let go of the, especially when it's making, it doesn't let go of the blossom and you getting up with blossom end mm-hmm. in- rot. <laughs> so is it important to keep the water? Consistent. Consistent
3: watering is yeah. paramount with yeah. tomatoes.
2: That's why I keep mine mulched because that does keep the, the moisture. Uh, the, yeah, it helps some. But, Even moisture. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think.
1: Well, Nicole, good luck to you. We always love hearing from you. And keep us up to date on what's going on.
0: Have a good day. All right. Say hey to Griffin. Bye.
1: (laughs) Have a safe Saturday. Talk to you soon. All right, the line opened up, 404 Again, Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves today on Lawn and Garden, joined by Mickey Gasway and Joe Lample. We'll be back right after news.
0: This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves for the lawn and garden advice you need.
1: An update on today's weather Sponsored by Ackerman Security Systems A mix of sun and clouds today Maybe a 30% chance of showers Highs are in the mid-80s That's pretty steady A low of 67 And for Sunday A chance of rain that increases up to 70% Still a high in the low 80s And lows around 67 going into Monday Kirk Mellish's full forecast Comes up in less than 10 minutes Here on WSB Ashley Frasca sitting in on the Lawn and Garden Show Until 9 a.m. with you today Taking your calls 40487 20750 is the number And that's how Joe found us from College Park Good morning, Joe
0: Good morning, how are you guys?
1: Great, how are you doing?
0: Great, great, great I have a tomato question uh, They're about five weeks old now And it's about up about two feet high And doing quite well, I think I just want to know When is it time for me to start spraying them With miracle Grow?
1: <laughs> Fertilization
3: Well Um, plants need a constant source of nutrients and tomato plants are heavy feeders. So the first thing I would say is, uh, you know, you definitely want to make sure that you're feeding your soil. That's my thing. And, and you do that with compost and organic matter, but as far as adding a, um, synthetic fertilizer, you can start doing that now. But the, I think the big mistake people make is that they over fertilize rather than under fertilize. And I think that um, you don't want to well I know that you don't want to be too aggressive. So if you look at the instructions on the package, it's going to tell you to fertilize X amount X number of times a month or week or whatever. And right. don't don't do more than that and, and my preference is to do half as much <laughs> uh, because the problem is especially with tomato plants, you know you want that big beautiful green plant. And that's induced through nitrogen, but the problem is if you put too much fertilizer into the soil or onto the plant, you're going to get a lot of that green growth at the expense of fruiting, and you don't want that, so... Be, be careful. I mean, yes, there's a healthy balance there, but don't over-fertilize. But you could start that at any time. A lot of people do it right after they put the plants in the ground.
1: And tomatoes, pretty crucial to get ahead of it. Don't wait until the plant looks a little weak or, you know.
3: Well, for, I mean, fertilizer will, plants will respond quickly, especially to a, a, a water-soluble fertilizer, for sure. So you'll see pretty rapid results. But uh, mostly, uh, just... just I'd say don't overdo it, but be consistent with it.
1: Good luck, Joe. Check back in with us. Well, coming up Mm -hmm. in the next half hour, we're certainly going to talk to Calvin in Bethlehem, a question about an apple tree. Connie in Conyers wants to get uh, a porous countdown. We'll see what that's all about. And Charles in Kennesaw, gorgeous Bermuda grass and how to make sure that's coming out of dormancy the right way. All of that and more. Your questions, 404-872-0750. We'll be back after news. Good morning, welcome back to the Lawn and Garden Show On WSB, I'm Ashley Frasca From the traffic team and from the Herman Cain Show Doing a little bit of gardening this morning It's never too early to get out there and garden The sun's starting to come up in Atlanta It's going to be a pretty day Maybe a little bit of a chance for rain But certainly a good weekend to get things done Because we know you didn't get much done last weekend Memorial Day weekend Everybody's too busy barbecuing (laughs) So now is the time, just stay away from the poison ivy Do us all a favor and just stay away from that But anything else you want to do in the landscape now is the time I'm in studio with Mickey Gazaway From Pike Nursery You can always see her Always I say you're always there Like you never go home The West Cobb Pike Nursery Right I'm
2: always there On the weekends And then I do all the I'm the garden club Coordinator for Pike So I do garden clubs So if anybody needs A garden club speaker Or something That's what I do too So so many women Are out there Yelling at the radio <laughs> Mickey
1: spoke to my group Last <laughs> yeah, year <I> love <laughs> it, or whatever. Love it. Yeah you make your way Around the city yeah, Very, very I do. often And Joe Lample We are so proud Of a hometown guy wow. north fulton county wow. but nationally televised yes. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. the show growing a greener world
3: right yeah so we are uh, we just finished our 8th season Congratulations. we wrapped this wow. week as far as submitting the show Super. and we do you know 26 submissions every year so that do the math on that's you it's know a lot. way over 100 and we're already starting you know we get about a less than a 2 week break to take a breath And we're already working on season nine and we'll film 13 episodes this year before the end of the year. And those will be out there uh, airing uh, next April 15th or so around the country. Not so much in Atlanta. Go how figure. How can we
2: get to you? Tell us how we can get
3: Growing, to you gr- dot com is the website address for the show. Okay. And the good thing is, every episode we've ever done is right there online. So you don't have to, you know, be dependent on a television to watch our episodes. And many people, that's their me- that's their viewing choice. That's their huh. method of choice for watching the show. But like today, we, you know, we've we submitted our, our online as our latest episode. The Green Bronx Machine out of New York. I mean, one of the most incredible stories we have ever filmed uh, of, a, of, a, of a teacher in the Bronx, the poorest congressional district in the country, changing the lives of his elementary school students through the power of a plant. Wow. Uh, he has all these indoor tower gardens that wow. grow all this food in his classroom. But I got to tell you, in the multiple hundred episodes we've ever done, this one got me oh, emotionally. Wow. This one got me. I came, we went up there three times to film, and I came home after the first time. I was so emotionally spent by watching all the love taking place between the teacher and the students, and the way that they responded to the plants in the classroom, and the fact that they would cultivate them and eat them. And just, wow. I got a White House former White House chef, uh, Bill Yosses, who used to work for the Bushes and the um, Obamas. Uh, volunteers in this classroom because wow. he's so moved by this story. So How he are you was tipped out.
1: off to that story? How did you even hear about?
3: Um, that? We just we keep our uh, finger on the pulse. You know, we are always looking for things. And I wrote a blog post on this guy three years ago, and was fascinated then. And I always knew that it, we would someday probably do a show on him. So we followed up, and the timing was right. And he and I have become great friends. But uh, the story—it's online today. We just posted it today at episode eight hundred eight. If people went to growingagreenerworld.com and and it's the. Lead, Story at the top uh, Click on that And watch that Over 22 minutes And I think you'll uh, You'll be pretty Blown away Neat anyhow You
1: travel around Obviously yeah. New York But a lot of things Are filmed Right there in North Fulton County, where you've got your large garden.
3: I uh, yeah, our, we call it the garden farm, and it's our it's our studio garden, in <laughs> my personal garden, raised bed garden, and uh, you know it's bittersweet. It's it's um it's a it's not a hate thing. It's it's like there's pressure, you know, when it's a TV garden that <laughs> you're going to be filming in all the time. You cannot let your guard down.
2: No, right.
3: And uh, so that's that's kind of a good thing because it not that I feel like I'm forced to get out there and take care of it because I love what I do with it, but you. you you're reminded that you need yeah. to be out there vigilantly taking care of everything.
1: Now, how, how much help do you have there on the garden?
3: A little tiny, tiny bit. I have an intern that comes a couple times a week for a couple hours a time. And, uh, you know, that's never enough. But it helps. It helps. Good. And then it's me.
1: Awesome So growingagreenerworld.com And you also have the Joe Gardner brand Your name is Joe Lample Right But when you've written books You know it's Joe Gardner
3: Right So next week we'll launch that uh, That other website But uh, you know It's right there But yeah
1: well, so busy. Thank yeah. you for taking time to yeah, join the Yeah, no, I audience. look forward to this. This is always love a highlight. It. We have a, we have a great time. The three of us don't get we together did. but once or twice a year. So let's jump out to the phones and have some folks join the fun with us. 404-872-0750. Thank you for being so patient. Calvin from Bethlehem. Good morning.
4: Hey, good morning, Ashley. Really enjoying the show. Thank you. Uh, I have uh, I have a Granny Smith apple tree, which is about four-year-old, and then I have a bigger, uh, smaller apple tree right beside it. And I'm getting brown spots on my apples, and I noticed that I had spotty dead leaves throughout both of the trees, mm-hmm. and uh, just wondering what's going on.
3: Do, what do you do anything? I mean, apple trees are apple trees are so susceptible to lots of diseases, especially down here with the humidity, and this year more than ever because of the extra rain that we've had. Uh, what do you do? Do you do anything to treat them?
4: No, I don't know what to do. To be honestly, that's what I'm asking you to do.
3: Okay, well, um, start earlier. De- definitely That's you do the, need to start early as the as the leaves come on Now I'm speaking from the perspective of, of an organic gardener So there are things that One of the reasons I don't grow a lot of fruit trees Is honestly they require a lot of maintenance To, to keep them from getting some of those diseases But one of the things I will tell you what I would do in your case Is that I would use um, a clay-based um, powder Basically that coats uh, It can coat the leaves It can coat the fruit And it It basically slows down or prevents or deters some of these diseases that you speak about. But really, to have a healthy, disease-free, if that's even possible, apple tree in the South... You just need to get on a treatment regime earlier in the process, as as the leaves are starting to break from bud, and okay. a good and a good. I'm sure Walter Reeves has great information on his website, uh, WalterReeves.com. But University of Georgia Extension has a tremendous resource for what you can do in the backyard orchard, and I think you'd find the answer that you're looking for right yeah. there, specifically to your. Your problem,
1: yeah, anything, Calvin, with um, with brown spots, brown patches, whether it's on the fruit or the leaves, that always first makes me think disease or some kind of fungus. Mm-hmm. So the good thing about Walter's side, he links over to uh, the UGA Extension. They have pictures where at least yeah. there you can <clears throat> compare side by side exactly what you're looking at.
2: And most okay. of the nur- most of the fruit tree sprays um, have a combination of uh, fungicides and insecticides, but it gives you a, a Uh, a time that you do them. You do one spray when it's totally dormant and then you go on through and you do all of them. You don't do it when they're in full bloom because then you're going to get some bees. You don't do that. But if you'll get on a fruit tree spray... Uh, fruit Tree Program, you can get apples. Now, peaches, to me, are much, much harder. But apples and pears you can actually do if you get good varieties. And a, a Granny Smith is a good one. I don't know what that And, and you if
3: die. you want to look at the um, more information on that clay-based powder that I talked about that is good for pest and disease deterrent, uh, it's called Surround, S-U-R-R-O-U-N-D. Look that up, and that may be uh, a, a good compromise, especially considering the... Later. Yeah, and for the, you know, it's not going to hurt your pollinators and the bees and the things that are going to want to come around, too.
4: Okay. All right. Well, listen, I really appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. Thanks, Thanks you too. Calvin. You, Thanks.
1: too. Drive safe. Up next, we jump out to Winder out in Barrow County. Good morning, Diana. How are you? Good morning. Hey.
4: Question about knockout roses. Is that right? That is correct. I have... Had three knockout roses that got rose rosettes, so my husband oh, dug them up for me, and I need to know a suggestion for a perennial, perennials or shrubs as a replacement. How, what what height are you looking for? What height would you like? About four feet tall, and the um, the decorative fencing is about eight feet long.
2: I think if I were you, I would consider some of the a full sun hydrangeas. There's one called Little Lime that's great. It blooms in the middle of the summer. Uh, It doesn't matter if it gets cold because you cut it all the way back in uh, the end of February. It's beautiful. It's got these white blooms on it. Um, They're almost bulletproof. They're great. There's a big one called Limelight, but I think it's going to get too big for you. But the Little Lime should be just right. But any of the paniculata hydrangeas, I think, would do great. The other thing... Would be maybe some kind of butterfly bush. And there's some of those that stay small too. Any of those would be good, um, you know, to use. If you wanted, I'm sorry, go ahead. Would they fit in that? Would there be enough room for three of those? Yeah, there's some of them that are the size of, just look at the size. The little lime, I think, should be just right. And with the butterfly bushes, there's so many of them. But if you look on the label, it'll tell you the height and the width. Okay. I think you'd love that. All right. And which one is the most drought-resistant once established? Uh, I think probably the butterfly bush. But they're both, okay. both once they're established, they're both is. That's the key. Yeah, that's that's it. And the, uh, <clears throat> I mean, you could you could plant more roses if you want to, but yeah, if you do, I, you know I. I think they're kind of overplanted. I think they're, I love them. I've got some in my yard. But if I had any rose rosette, I would certainly spray around it with a miticide because those are vectored by mites. Is rose rosette mostly affecting
1: knockouts or will it no, do any, other any varieties? Rose, okay. Any rose. So that that's smart. But Diana's husband pulling them out right away. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's smart. So that smart it man. spread to the other ones. Thank you, Diana. Good luck. Visit a pike nursery today. What's the one closest out to Barrow County? I don't know where Barrow
2: County is. (laughs) Out toward Athens. (laughs) Yeah, probably like Oconee. Oconee. All right. Mm -hmm.
1: Thanks, Diana. Thanks so much for the call. Connie from Conyers. Good morning.
4: Good morning. How are you? Great. What can we do for you? Well, uh, we had a soil test done. We're trying to grow centipede in our backyard. We had a small chicken coop uh, uh, several years back. And when we got it, we cannot, for some reason, everything burns up. And so when we got the soil testing back, it's a very high phosphorus count. And I was told there's no grass that will grow in a high phosphorus, um, so I didn't know if there's anything I can put on that to lower the count.
3: Did, so you got the soil test? Did it? What did it say on the soil test? Uh, I, I mean, it would probably have told you phosphorus. what to do to get the phosphorus down. The only thing no, is, phosphorus does has, not move. Quickly it has to through be used up. Yeah, it, it kind of stays there.
2: Plant some um, something that fruits on there. I mean, that really they either phosphorus has to be used up by fruiting or flowering. And that's why. Okay, so we need to plant some kind of
4: fruit or something out there to use the phosphorus. What did studies. they say?
2: Nothing. Did they tell you what your percentage was? Did they tell you where you were? It was
4: off the chart. I mean, oh, it right. was just. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember what the percentage was, but it was just like it was off the chart. How big it is the area?
2: Total. How big is the area? Probably
4: uh, maybe 60 by 60 or 100 by 100, somewhere I around there. I might even it's think
2: just, about bringing in some more soil. Yeah,
3: what's there, there now? Too. Is it open area?
4: Well now it is. It used to be grass until the um chickens were
3: there. Yeah. Uh, I like but that
2: phosphorus.
4: We put sod out, we seed it and it just burns up. I mean there's it's just we got a lot of weeds. Um
2: Yeah, most of know. the fertilizers for uh fer- for um grass don't have any phosphorus at all in them. They're zero in the middle. The phosphorus is the middle number and they don't have anything in them.
3: Yeah, uh, okay. I, I like the idea of uh, of bringing in some lower phosphorus soil and yep. adding it, basically, kind of for lack of a better term, diluting what's yeah. there, and and working it into the working new clean certified compost or some clean soil into it, so at least you've got less phosphorus impact on that area by bringing in, you know, something with less phosphorus in it.
1: Would you have time to okay. do all of that, Connie? Well.
4: Um, Certainly, I mean, in order to get grass out there, yeah. we will have to do yeah. something. Um, I was kind of told, too, not to bring and put on top of that, that we would have to probably remove it. And I'm like, that's, that's a lot of work, Yeah, <laughs> having to remove and bring in.
2: Yeah. It's definitely
3: an option, but how practical is yeah, that?
2: Yeah, that's right. 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 I think just tilling it in, bring in, you know, five or six inches and till it in, and you should be... It should be a lot better. Good I, luck, and, and stay tuned, Connie, because if any yeah, other
1: folks have suggestions, I mean, that'd be great. But I think Joe may be diluting it. I mean, yeah. that's I less mean, work. I than, mean,
3: for, I don't yeah. know if that's the right word, well, yeah. but basically the concept. Of-
1: yeah. All right. Thank you so much for the call, Connie. We've got to get out of here. 649 on WSB. We'll be back with more calls. 404 750 About five minutes until the top of the hour A quick update on the weather From Ackerman Security Systems Mix of sun and clouds today 30% chance of showers later Highs in the mid 80s And then for Sunday the chance of rain That increases up to 70% Still highs in the low 80s and the low about 67 Going into Monday morning Kirk Mellish's full forecast Comes up in less than 10 minutes Here on WSB Ashley Frasca filling in for Walter Reeves Joined in studio by Mickey Gasway And Joe Lample Answering your questions And we have a quick minute for Spencer Good morning Spencer Hey good morning Hey How what can y'all? I do for you Great
3: um, Yes yeah, so um, So my wife and I Have just recently Moved into a home And it's got a Beautiful yard um, And lots of boxwoods But there are two boxwoods
4: That ha- were planted In these cement planter pots mm. um, And they're right At the end of our walkway Where our two other Boxwood hedges meat
3: mm-hmm.
4: and they're not doing well
3: um, and so I, I assume it's probably due to the fact that they're in these planters um, and I was just wondering if now is a good
4: time or if there is ever really a good time to try and transplant them into the ground to, to save them. Okay mm-hmm. good thinking.
3: I, I would I mean if they're not doing well in the container check the soil make sure that's it's not either over wet or too dry but if you want to get them out and save them there's nothing better than just putting them in the soil and right now would be a good time to do that
2: and use some root starter. Yep. Some uh, good something with some root starter. If you want to put root growth on them, because they've probably the root growth is probably constricted. Yeah.
3: Check the roots. Make sure they're not tightly break bound. And if they are, just break them up. It could be that they're just the water's not getting yeah. to the plant because it's so root bound, and that's very common. So when you pull it out of the cement container, you might find that to be the case.
2: So heat's not a concern right now, but just make sure to keep them watered it's once just you like move them. It's just like you're planting a container plant. Is really what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. All right, But break hurt. up the roots and yeah. don't be
3: afraid to do it. You won't hurt the plant. Use a root you.
2: starter. Thank you, Spencer. Great
1: advice from Mickey, from Joe. I'm Ashley Frasca. We'll be back right after this.